0: Rahul Gandhi's Bharat Jodo Yatra is still ongoing. It's basically a mass movement where he's walking on foot from Kanyakumari to Kashmir over 150 days. He wants to unite his party, Kader, and the general public across the country. The Congress needs it. And it's being done in the run-up to next year's general election. Goes without saying that politicians from various parties and even celebrities have joined him for parts of his yatra. But on 14 December, he was joined by a very special guest in Rajasthan, Dr. Aguram Rajan. The duo sat down for a fireside chat one evening where they spoke about India's economy and the problems it faces today. They really dissected it very well and listed out all the pain points. I even made a video about it which I urge you to go and watch. But that was only one side of the story. Join me for today's video where I take you through what India has got right over the past few years economy wise and how that sets the base for us to boom over the next few years and maybe even decades. And for those of you wondering why India is being spoken about as one of the only bright spots in an otherwise gloomy environment, maybe this video can answer some of your questions. And guys, if you enjoy such videos, please be sure to hit that like and subscribe button for more such financial content. I'm going to discuss 4 points with you which I feel our government has got absolutely right and which has contributed to us being in a better position than most of our global rivals and counterparts. Point number 1 is how we managed our inflation. We have our central government, finance ministry as well as RBI to thank for this. At no point did our inflation run away from us like most western countries, especially the USA and UK. See, RBI has a comfort zone between 2 and 6% within which inflation should be contained. And historically as well, India's inflation has mostly been between this range only. Our inflation peaked at 7.8% in April 2022 and is now down to 5.88% in the latest reading. America's comfort zone for inflation is between 2 and 4%. But theirs peaked at 9.1% in the last year. Now, you may claim to think that because RBI raised interest rates in time, our inflation was kept in check. But no, that's not the case. What happened is entirely different. When COVID hit in early 2020 and lockdowns were imposed across the world, the American Central Bank got carried away and not only printed excess money way beyond its means, but also gave out handouts of thousands of dollars to all its citizens, as a sort of way to compensate them for not being able to work. What this did, is it gave Americans access to easy money sitting at home. And what do you do when you get free money? You tend to gamble it away. That's why we saw so many Americans put money into risky assets like cryptos, NFTs, penny stocks, new age tech companies and meme stocks. And it's because of excesses like this and other overspending that inflation followed and ravaged America. And to top it all off, their central bank didn't even acknowledge inflation for the longest time. They thought it was transitory and would pass soon until it was too late and then began applying brakes too suddenly in the form of interest rate hikes. Imagine an averagely built car with weak brakes. You put a Ferrari engine in there, allow it to overspeed on a narrow road, don't see the big speed breaker ahead and finally jam the brakes when it's too close. Of course your economy will be shaken. That's exactly what's happening with America and now they're expected to go into recession very soon. Their policy decisions are to blame. But do you think they'll accept it? India, on the other hand, firstly, we're not as rich as them and we have a massive population. So even if we wanted to, we couldn't give out so much money. We only gave out moderate amounts of money to our poor people, some free ration, we gave our businesses some grace period known as moratorium to repay back their loans and some more stuff like that. So all in all, the after effects weren't so bad. The UK also went overboard and are now suffering. I compare what America did to bad parenting. Gave too much too early and then when things started to go bad, took it all away suddenly. Of course the child is going to rebel. Point number two is that India had relatively short lockdowns and business activity wasn't disrupted too much as a result. Our first nationwide lockdown was announced on 24th March 2020 when we were asked to stay home for 21 days. Now, the problem is India didn't have the health systems of Europe or America and neither could we exercise the same level of strict control over our citizens as the Chinese government. So of course, there were many issues during the initial stages of the lockdown. Our daily wage workers were thrown out of work, migrant workers packed buses and trains home, potentially taking the virus into rural areas and there were other social and economic impacts felt as well. But the point is, we quickly learned from our mistakes and shifted our model from a nationwide lockdown to a more localised lockdown. So our entire economy wasn't affected all at once. Of course, there were more mistakes made along the way, especially during the second wave when we took things too lightly and paid dearly with our lives. But all in all, we fared much better than China which has just 2 weeks ago eased their stringent lockdown measures. And this obviously has taken a huge toll on their economy which is very much struggling. China's loss can be India's gain, especially if we can take some of their manufacturing business away from them. Point number 3 is we were able to maintain a steady price of petrol and diesel. And this was because we didn't bow to the pressure of the West and cut out Russia from our supply chain of crude oil. Throughout the war, when Russia invaded Ukraine, America and their allies began to sideline Russia from the world through the use of sanctions. They cut out the Russians from the swift international payment system which affected their ability to send and receive international payments and settlements. And also instructed all friendly countries not to import oil and natural gas from Russia, which is Russia's main source of revenue. But as we all know, the Russians began selling their energy at cheaper rates to attract buyers and India and China continued to purchase it for a bargain. Our external affairs minister, Mr. Jaishankar, fended off allegations by the international community very well when he was questioned about India's indirect support of Russia's war. He blamed the Europeans for being hypocrites by discouraging other countries from purchasing Russian oil, while they themselves continued to import oil and natural gas. Point number four is the supply side reforms our government has enacted over the last few years. Many economists and other political commentators have blamed our government for not doing enough to fix the weak demand situation in India. They say to kickstart the economic engine in India, demand needs to improve. The government had two options before it. Focus on short-term policies which should increase demand or enact supply-side policies which take longer to impact. Basically, supply-side reforms lead to an impact with a time lag. I remember since 2018 and even during COVID, the government received a lot of criticism for the weak demand situation of the country and were called upon to take some quick-fix measures to sort it out. Two-wheeler and car sales were at a multi-year low, which is a big indicator of weak demand. And even discretionary spending on retail items took a big hit, especially in rural areas. But our government insisted on fixing this problem from the root cause and enacted supply-side policies. See, supply-side policies aim to improve productivity and efficiency and boost long-term supply. In September 2019, the Finance Ministry cut corporate tax rate from 30% to 22%. Logic being, this would encourage companies to expand their operations, which should increase jobs, which would mean more income for people, which would encourage them to spend more, which should then eventually fuel our economic growth. So there's a snowball effect, but it happens with a lag. A demand side reform here would be reducing income tax for individuals, which would directly give them more money in their hands to spend. Other supply-side reforms enacted were the Production-Linked Incentive Scheme or the PLI where companies are given incentives to manufacture in India. Relaxation of FDI rules so more foreign companies can invest in India. Between 2019 and 2021, they encouraged banks to give more loans to medium-sized companies by guaranteeing these loans in case of default. And, of course, the government is investing in infrastructure in a big way, which has a cascading effect. The result of all this can now be finally seen. Car sales have hit a record high. Home sales are at an all-time high. Bank credit is at a nine-year high. Consumption expenditures also recovering. Even during COVID, the government resisted calls to give out large handouts of money to the poor, which would again have a demand side effect. So there you have it. It's policies such as these which will make our recovery quicker than the rest of the world and can set a base for India to leapfrog ahead of our rivals on the world stage. Because I honestly believe the next 30 years belongs to developing countries like India, Indonesia, Vietnam, Mexico and the like. And among all of them, we're the biggest. So we should be able to capitalize on the lion's share of opportunity the world throws up. Thank you. Hi, you have been watching our videos on HW News English. But why be content with content in just one language when you can choose from both? Yes, from 1st of January, we are bringing together the repository of our ground reports, interviews, and analysis under the umbrella of HW News Network. So, While HW News English will stay as it is, you will now be able to watch our Hindi and English reportage together. So don't forget to watch HW News Network from 1st of January. Now be the first to know about the latest updates on our new news app. Go on your Android or iOS, search for HW News Network, download our app. Choose the language you prefer to get updates in and be up to date with the latest news.